0: Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 396, recorded on October 13th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we talk about Overwatch 2, the latest Splatfest, and Uncle Jesse answers some of your questions. Jesse, you know what to do. Welcome to the Nintendo Dads episode 396, as I said, recorded today on October 13th, 2022. On tonight's episode, I have my friend here, Jesse. How you doing, Jesse? Pretty good. Uh, I, uh,
1: I I don't remember if, I didn't talk about it last week. I don't remember if it was last weekend or the weekend before, but I uh, decided to take another run at the, the Antique Mall where I've to look to see if there's any new legacy tech that they have available to pick up. And that's where I got the Famicom disk system. Right. So the first thing I, that catches my eye is a mod of the Atari 2600 for composite out. But they wanted $100, $100 for it. I'm like, nah, not for 100 Then I found an Apple II. Like two plus or two C, I don't remember which model. I still haven't taken it out of the box yet. For they want it, was, it came with you know the system, two floppy drives, and uh, a bunch of software for two hundred and seventy. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to pick this up because <laughs> I was in, I actually was wanted to actively looking for an, uh, an Apple like fifteen years ago because something I wanted to. With, and couldn't find one that I was willing to spend that that much money on, right? Because like you go to eBay, like a fully put together setup will still cost a thousand fifteen hundred dollars, including two disk drives and a monitor. So that's crazy. uh, I ended up finding a a monitor that I think should be compatible on eBay for a little under two hundred. So you know, still a full kit for. About five hundred bucks. So when that monitor comes in, then I'll set up that uh, the, that machine up upstairs on a on a on the kitchen table because my workbench down here is full of other projects that I'm in the <laughs> middle of. So, and then which we were just talking about in pre-show, weren't we? <laughs> right. And then uh, for some uh, something else that I picked up yes, yes or, or I ordered it yesterday. That is probably, yeah, probably something I shouldn't have ordered it, but if I didn't order it right then, I probably wouldn't be able to find it when i want it. Right. You, you heard that the new video cards dropped yesterday?
0: Yes. Yes, I did.
1: The uh, RTX
0: 4090? Yes. I have an oh, order oh. in. You're starting I, your collection of parts for your next build, yeah. aren't you?
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to use it in this one because it's this right. it's, it's not worth slapping it into here but yeah so like this spring i will start building Maui 2.0 i guess <laughs> 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 the, nice. the the next overpowered system since awesome the, yeah when i built the, i built this thing in, in spring of 2017 so you know just before the switch launched and at the time it was everything was the best i could squeeze in there and State of the art. I haven't. It hasn't started showing age yet, but okay. it's uh, you know I've, I've, now that the he still has a 1080 card, so it's three generations of video card old. So, okay, I'll, it'll be interesting to see how much faster video rendering is with that card.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you'll have to compare it with your with your data that you have now with uh, what you've been able to do now when once you got everything hooked up. So yeah. and, and meanwhile while you're collecting all uh, new things and old things, I've uh, also picked up something from shopping and that's this this uh, brickheads, Lego brickheads, only one nice. Kenobi and Darth Vader. So hey, it was 20 bucks. I didn't even know it was a thing so I was excited to find it. So you ever have those times where you go into somewhere you're not expecting something and then you're like, hey, well, of course you did because you didn't weren't expecting yeah, an apple. I, I bought an apple. <laughs> you bought an apple. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's get the show going and start with the news. Whoops. Let's try that again. And shout out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads for bringing this to us they are our sponsors of the news and you can be a patreon too if you go to patreon.com slash nintendo Ads. uh but before i get started over with the headlines i also want to give a shout out to the winter gamer who stopped by even though he has no power he has no power and he wants to stop by and say hi shout out to winter gamer it's dedication <laughs> right and then mecha dragon of course has stopped by as usual right on right on time So making sure we're here. So, all right. With the news, we got uh, so much news, Jesse. I don't know how we could pack it all in and one out and and all this time, you know, (laughs) we're going to be here all night. Well, (laughs) uh, you can blame Justin for a
1: 20 minute segment of it.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a hot topic, apparently. So we figured uh, thank you to Justin for at least... Unfortunately, he's not able to be on the show with us, but at least he was able to give us a video. So we have something to talk about besides some of the other things we have to talk about. So, but before we start Justin's video, let's uh, go over some quick news items, um, such as we have our next Splatfest, which is announced. And I don't know, Jesse, you might be interested in this. It's uh, you got to pick between the three starters uh, options. So it's a crossover between. Uh, Splatoon and Pokemon, where you have to pick one of three types: grass type, fire type, or water type. So yeah, now I, you want to? I put- know.
1: <laughs> I I know which team I would pick, but it doesn't mean I'm going to buy the game and actually participate in it. <laughs> which team because would I pick? would because that would require me to actually play the game.
0: Um, I would right. pick fire type, of course. Okay, of course.
2: As be of course. fire
0: type. Um, I, you know, I looked at this and I was all excited about it, but then I realized that every game, I think I've started something new. I always started something different. So every game I've played and I can't remember which one I've been more consistent with, with, I want to say fire type, because that's probably the one I always lean towards picking the first, but I always try to pick something I, I didn't before whenever playing a new Pokemon game, or at least for me. Cause I don't play all the Pokemon games, but when I do, I try to pick something different. So I think, so This is going to be tough for me to pick. I'm probably going to lean towards fire type as well, but I don't know yet. So we'll see. I'll see yeah, when I, I actually dive in there and pick. Yeah. I always pick the fire type. Okay. Yeah. I've been, I, it's usually depends on the character and what I think is going like, I look at it like this, the way I've been picking lately is whichever one starts off the hardest to use is the one I end up with. Cause I figured if it starts off hard, then it's usually more powerful towards the end is my theory. <laughs> well, I know,
1: but in gen one, the fire type would be your, your hard mode, just because, you know, gym one is rock type. So, you know, okay, squirtle is your easy mode. You know, and it Bulbasaur is easy because you know rock is weak to both, and then Gym Two is a water type, which is you
0: know fires at the disadvantage. Right. Uh, then, so I, I didn't which, look at it that way. I was more thinking which, of like you know which one's <laughs> going to be OP when it you know, when it um, you know changes over. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's Splatoon's got a crossover with Pokemon, which is really cool. So, and that's going right. to be. Becca take says
1: he he picks it based on which one has the
0: most kawaii. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, but, 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 uh, if I can say it here, the Splatfest, the Splatoon X Pokemon event, will take place Friday, November 11th at 4pm to Sunday, November 13th at 4pm. on um, These are p- Pacific times. So, unfortunately, we'll miss our extra life window. Um, but we have something to look forward to mid month. So, and of course anybody who's on our team, who wants to do their extra life that weekend, there's, there's something for you to do. (laughs) So uh, we'll also keep trying to remind you every week as well. It'll be in our events um, section going forward. So uh, we'll keep posted there. And bonus thing that I found out is that, did you know, Nintendo Australia has real life t-shirt representation of each of these options? Which I, I did not, know. and I, I, I kind of want one. <laughs> I know I'm the same. I'm same here. So, and I want to know how to get one. <laughs> that would be super cool. I, uh, it's like when one region does it. It's like I, I always wish the other regions would do it too, but they never do. So, or it comes later. But anyways, I'll move on. The latest firmware update has been added to. Uh, the Nintendo Switch, and it allows you to take screenshots in NSO, uh, in the NSO yeah. apps.
1: I, I didn't know that wasn't an option until I literally tried it, like three days before this update went live. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, because they're doing Legend of Zelda stuff. Right. So I just said, I'm just going to buy everything on this page. It was like 20 items. They have no bulk Purchase option. I have to pick each one one at a time. That is time consuming with multiple presses per purchase. Yeah. So, halfway through, I wanted to take a screenshot of it and put it on Twitter saying there needs to be a bulk buy option. But it said, no, you can't take a screenshot now. So I said, okay, <laughs> that's, what OBS, that's what OBS is for. Right. I used, used the Windows Clip tool and copied it from there. There you go. I made my own screenshot. But now, if I did the same thing, it
0: should actually work. I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Nice. It's about time, though, too, because there's been a few times, kind of similar situations, where I wanted to take a screenshot, or something. So, but
1: yeah. currently, video capture is not still not available, but still, okay. uh, images, you know, still images are available. We're halfway there. Yeah. We're halfway there, and and uh, <laughs> they're on week two of the the Zelda. Icons, which is now featuring, uh, best girl Mifa. Okay. <laughs>
0: nice. So I need to remember to log in and pick those up. So Mecha Dragon says for DLC only. Even more weird.
1: Is he? He said that you could take screenshots of eShop, so it was weird that you couldn't take it of the NSO. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: All right. And uh, also in in the news, Capcom begins their Mega Man 35th anniversary celebration, which Marty, I'm sure, will be very excited for, especially if he can get his hands on some of those T-shirts that they are designing for the 35th anniversary. They reveal a logo for the 35th anniversary, and they will be celebrating, um, or the date is actually December 17th, 2022, but they, they started it by sharing the 35th anniversary logo. And of course, like I said, they'll have merch around that. So if you're a Mega Man fan, you're not as big as a Mega Man fan as Marty, but you're still allowed to go and participate <laughs> in this. So, yeah.
1: so <laughs> going back a bit, Mecca uh, elaborated. He means that if you're if you're playing a game that has multiple DLCs, you can bulk buy that.
0: But oh, you can't, gotcha! All right, gotcha. You,
1: you can't bulk buy games. You have to do that one at a time, and then just you know the
0: avatar items you have you can't bulk buy that right gotcha yeah it's weird how they decide what you can bulk buy and what you can't so they're making it too similar to animal crossing where you can't bulk buy things there either (laughs) (laughs) all right and then finally in game releases something that jesse's super excited about Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden comes out January 19th, 2023. I'm also excited about it. I just don't have the time for those games. <laughs> right. It,
1: but whether I'll have time or not is to be determined, but right. I still want them.
0: Yes. Same here. Same here. We'll see. It all it, it all depends just, and, just the music in those games are just so good. Right? Then did you buy any of the soundtracks for those? Do you own any of them or download? Yeah, any? I
1: I think I have soundtracks for all all three of those games. Okay. Three, four, and five. Yeah, based Oh, actually, when um when I bought Persona Four for PS2, it came with the soundtrack.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's I noticed that there was uh one of the games I've been playing actually Well it doesn't, it's not a soundtrack, it's an art book, but I noticed you can buy the art book in the Nintendo's eShop. So I was I thought that was interesting. It's like, does that mean it's a it's something I can buy and load on my Switch and just look at it on my Switch? I imagine it'd be DLC for one of the games. I don't think it'd be by itself, would it? I don't know. I I was tempted to buy it just to find out, (laughs) but it was five bucks. So I was like, I like the game, but I don't know yet. We'll see maybe after I'm finish it maybe I'll, I'll change my mind but anyways, that's what we got going on there for the news but Justin has more on overwatch 2 Let's see what he's got to say about that. yeah so what
1: I'm gonna do similar to what I did last time he gave me a 20 minute long video is well we'll play it and if we want to pause it to to comment on
2: something we'll we'll do that. yes so here we go. You're the kind of the Overwatch fan. You've been super excited. So I figure I'll do a little section of what I've been playing, but I've been playing some Overwatch. Let's talk about Overwatch, uh, Overwatch 2 specifically, and what my thoughts are on the game as it released. Now, first and foremost, you might be aware that I am a bit of a online fan of games right battle pass free to play all those kind of games but i'm also actually a really big overwatch fan the original overwatch i put in about 75 hours on uh p.s i didn't own it anywhere except for on the nintendo switch so there's an idea of of how much i really really enjoy it and i was super super excited to jump into overwatch 2 and i will say that overall i'm very excited and pleased by what i'm seeing with overwatch 2 now you can put aside all the challenges that overwatch has been facing since the launch for those of you that are not in the know on the day of the launch it had a ddo or ddos attack uh, which meant you were able to actually finally update the game by the way i was traveling at that time and it took my hotel wi-fi approximately three and a half hours to finally update once it updated i saw the icon the logo on my switch change i was excited to jump in uh and uh, and then i was met by queues of over two thousand people to say that the launch of Overwatch 2 has been a little bit rocky is kind of a little bit of an understatement. For the last several, or for the last week at least, various times Activision Blizzard has had to take the game off of li- offline to make adjustments to the server. As a matter of fact, I'm recording this at about 3.40pm Mountain Standard Time today on Thursday. Just before I jumped in, I decided that I would do an update to the game because it was available. I updated the game and now I can't seem to can't actually seem to get into play at all. Now, uh, it says that I've connected to a game, found a game, and then nothing happens. And it says you have an error. So I'm hoping they're going to push out another patch. So to say that it's been rocky. Yeah, it's been a little bit rocky. But let's put that aside in regards to how the actual game is. Well, let me start with this. Have you played Overwatch one before? No, because if you have you've kind of played overwatch too there is a lot of similarities now i would be remiss if i did not mention that there have been some significant changes to overwatch 2. one of the very first things that you'll notice as opposed to a 6v6 matches it's now moved 5v5 removing one of the tank options now you might think okay well this is so what well, actually, five v five versus six versus six, six versus six actually dynamically changes the game. There's a lot more attention put on the tank role, a lot more requirements for the for the healing role, and your DT, uh, your DPS's still need to be quite critical. It also means there's a little bit more movement around on the board. So overall, I'm really happy with that. But let's dive into a couple of more of the things that have changed in regards to Overwatch. Uh, As well, So I'm actually, if you're watching along, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to jump into the hero section. So here we go. We have tanks, damage, and support. In both, in all three categories, tank, damage, and support, there are new characters added.
1: Quick pause. Inferno says it must have been an oversight on their part. And I said, or an underwatch.
2: (laughs) First one in damage, or sorry, in tank is Junker Queen. Over in Damage, they have uh, added Sojourn, and by the way, Sojourn is Canadian, so what up, eh? Good representation of Canada. And then over on the support side, we have uh, Kiriko, who has been added as well. So this is great more characters new characters fantastic but you can actually see if you're scrolling through if you're watching me that certain heroes are actually locked or currently disabled the reason being is that we've they've understood as they have transitioned over to overwatch 2 some of these characters are way overpowered and is actually requiring some work Uh, bastion has actually been taken right off of the complete roster and being having to be reworked that's kind of a bit crazy actually bastion for those of you who don't remember he is a robot who is a turret essentially and it's pretty cool i like him i like playing with him a lot but you'll see some of your familiar characters before from diva winston tracer soldier 76 uh bridget mercer um kind of all your all your returning characters now one of the really cool parts about it is not only have are they returning but they've also actually had a change of character design as well when you go in to actually look at the skins you can see the original overwatch one skin or the overwatch two skin so if they're having updates to the skins you get that accessibility as well added which is fantastic also if you merged your accounts you have all of your outfits and charms and that kind of content brought over from pre from the last season as well or sorry, from last season, from Overwatch 1 as well. Listen, I'll put it very simply. If you're like, wow, Overwatch 2, this this is this is fantastic. I, I, I would highly recommend jumping into it. But if you're also like, here, I'll be really straight to the point. The graphics, the gameplay looks really, really good. It looks just like Overwatch 1. Actually, I believe it, in my opinion, actually looks a little bit better, but I don't have any digital foundry side by side, blah, blah, blah. So through some research, I have discovered that basically everyone says it's running at 30 30 FPS, but nothing seems bad. The jaggies never seem bad. The draws the distance doesn't seem too horrible. So I think that Activision Activision Blizzard has done a fantastic job in actually um, bringing Overwatch 2 to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I'll say the following. If you have another console more powerful, then yes, you're probably going to see a better graphics. There's no doubt about that. But also, you can't really just sit on your couch with your PlayStation 5 and play it in your lap while your wife decides to watch some weird murder show on Netflix. Not that that happens every single week. That was awfully specific. So, yes, you can play it other places. But as it relates to Nintendo, which is why you're here on the Nintendo Dad show, it handles really, really well and is absolutely fantastic. And I have loved playing it in handheld, and I have loved playing it on my screen as well. Now, let's talk about the next big thing that happened to Overwatch... It's free to play. Overwatch 2 is free to play. You don't need to purchase Overwatch. It's free to play. So you can go and do that right now if you wanted. Now, now I will say, if you're brand new to the Overwatch, you never played Overwatch 1, and you're now moving into Overwatch 2, there are some kind of hoops you need to jump through, like putting in a ton of hours to unlock the characters. This is really allowing Activision Blizzard to help you come on board and into the environment, into their game in a little bit of a way so it doesn't ruin your experience and doesn't become horrible and you just want to leave. Ideally, ideally, more players makes more games fun, makes more accessibility of content. Pretty simple, right? Now, I will say that with one other thing. What they have institutionalized is a battle pass. And ladies and gentlemen, mwah! you know i love me some battle pass right i am the battle pass connoisseur so let's talk a little bit of a battle pass and let me tell you my thoughts i thought on he what, was the overwatch 2 has done for their battle pass so i'm going to jump is right to move on now it. so off of the top you have play yes. heroes shop now this is where can the shop you can actually shop as you go in and buy stuff pretty pretty self-explanatory But so let's jump into the battle plan battle pass one of the first things that you'll see off the Battle Pass is the Battle Pass is uh, is only 80 levels. You may be like, okay, and the traditional Battle Pass that you'd see from something like Apex Legends or Fortnite is actually a hundred levels as opposed to 80. Now, this may seem maybe like, okay, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal here is that you actually also have to recognize that Overwatch's seasons are shorter than traditional other free-to-play Um, games that use battle passes. So, for example, Apex Legends or Fortnite uses about a three month, sometimes three and a half month window for their season to complete all a hundred levels. Or once the, once that time's done, they start the new season. In this scenario, in this scenario, Overwatch 2 is using approximately eight to nine weeks. So, it actually means that you have to really be functionally in a lot more often to ensure that you're really grinding and getting the value i think this is actually a miss on overwatch I, I, it's it's nine weeks is a little bit tight to be able to complete everything you want especially when you're battling potentially with other free-to-play games with battle passes now this is a catch the reason they say this is well how about we we, we put this hill up there so you have to really clean climb this hill so you don't have time for other games overwatch wants you in their ecosystem So from a player's perspective, this isn't great. From a business perspective, this is a fantastic idea because to get your value, you have to jump in and you have to play right off the hop as much as possible. So let's break down the battle pass a little bit more. So this is the battle pass that I have right in front of me. Uh, What you'll see here is pretty standard, actually. Right Now, this is one of the things I do like that Overwatch ended up doing is that right off the hop, once you unlock your battle pass, you come into, uh, tier one rewards, which included four items. In this case, it was a, uh, Kariko's legendary skin, um, a charm bracelet, um, a legendary skin for, or sorry, I apologize, Kariko, a legendary skin for D.Va, a charm bracelet, and, uh, 20% all XP all season as well. So this is great apex does this as well as their first level is a lot to of the skins uh, that you end up really getting value for right people like the new skins and new looks where fortnite uses this throughout they instead of having skins it's it's actually new character models now remember you're not getting new character models here you're getting skins for these characters so skins up front are great as you scroll through you see some pretty standard stuff this is a logo that you'd have in my case uh, right now my it says my name uh, and i'm using the overwatch um icons. so this is kind of changing on icons we have uh banners we have audio files uh we have emotes um and this kind of stuff we see um sprays and stickers kind of kind of very common stuff and then around certain levels like 10 you get different skins in this case winston and you can kind of scroll through and see uh, again here is a here is a banner Right, and it, and it fo- you can follow along, and there's a charm you can follow along and see what level that you need to get to get these areas. So this is pretty common for most uh, battle passes. Again, I think this is actually pretty good, um, and I actually like the flow of it. Looks very easy to see here, understandable about what's going on. And the really nice part about this as well, is you can notice, uh, it actually shows kind of the progress down at the bottom of the area. So in this case, on Winston's skin, uh, you can see just below the 10, it looks like I'm about 80% done, means I haven't fully accomplished it yet. And it also says on the right-hand side, the experience required. So in this case, it requires 10,000 XP, I have 8,219. And you can also take a bit of a look if you want to, to peek into it and actually see the model as well. So they do a great job kind of making this a very easily accessible. Uh, Platform for you to kind of jump in and take a look at it Uh, a couple of the other things we'll jump into here as well uh is challenges so they do challenges in a couple ways they do daily weekly season competitive lifetime and hero so in your daily challenges there's kind of what you would expect you would jump in and say there are daily things that i need to complete and i have a certain amount of time to complete them in this case i have 10 hours to complete my daily challenges now in this case if i take a look at them they they were some as simple as emote hello to a teammate Uh, Earn 10 assists um, uh, or eliminations without dying. Complete three games queued for all roles. Now, this goes into the game selections area that you can choose. So where do you want to queue and how do you want to be incentivized? First win of the day. uh, uh, So I complete all those. When I complete all those, you can see I get 3,000 XP for each and every single one of them. So about 10,000 XP per day I can approximately earn just on that alone, which means I can essentially get a battle uh, a level every single day. The next one that you move over to, and this is actually where I kind of have a little bit of a little bit of I hmm, I don't like that about this battle pass. Most battle passes, again, I'm going to go to Apex Legends and Fortnite with 100 uh, uh, days. There are specific points within that battle pass because battle passes have to incentivize you to keep moving forward. Typically, in those battle passes, you'll have V-Bucks or whatever Apex's equivalent is. I can't remember what it is. And those V-Bucks allow you to purchase things in the store or allow you V-bucks. to actually use them to purchase the next season. Unfortunately, what I'm seeing from uh, and so basically they have enough in that season that if you earn all the V-Bucks, that season actually pays for the next season. It's kind of a great incentive, actually. So typically you actually might not need to pay anything uh, for your next season. You can just kind of keep recycling the V-Bucks and going. The Overwatch 2 Battle Pass doesn't seem to have that at all. What they do have instead are weekly challenges. So we see here in this complete four weekly challenges. And if I complete four of them, I get 30 coins. If I complete eight of them, I get 20 additional coins. And if I complete 11 of them, I get 10 coins equaling 600 coins. Okay, cool. Gotcha. That sort of makes sense. I get that. That's how I can get coins. Fantastic. Well, if the week only runs eight to nine weeks, you're only potentially using a weekly model Gaining somewhere between four hundred and eighty to uh, five hundred and oh, was he?
1: He meant six hundred over the course of ten weeks. Is that what he meant?
0: I have no idea because I don't. I'm not following any of this because okay. <laughs> I yeah. can't see the video. Oh, that's right. You can't see it. <laughs>
2: and sixty <laughs> coins every single or every single season. The battle pass costs a thousand whatever the currency here is for a battle pass so you're going to be short every single time i don't love that uh, i like the fact that you can basically earn currency to continue to get into your battle pass this is sort of a way that you what you're seeing from the micro this is really this in my opinion is where activision is really leaning into the micro transaction part of overwatch this is the hey You've got 500 coins. You need a thousand to do the next season to get to use a battle pass. So jump into the battle pass. Now, of course, you can play free to play and not use a battle pass. And I think, or not play using the battle pass, but I think you can just kind of unlock every couple of free ones potentially. To be honest, I don't know actually because I didn't. I just redeemed a battle pass, so I don't actually know. I'll have to check that next time. So this is a little bit of the microtransactiony part that I'm not really super impressed with. Now, as you can see on the weeklies, there are ways to earn this so here uh play to win uh playing to win uh, paying to win right playing to win uh progress seven out of ten and if i win three more games i get five thousand xp which goes towards uh my battle pass uh but also earns me some currency here as well so these change every single week you see i have four days to complete these these feel a little bit a uh, little bit tough to be honest and, and i don't like the fact that you they'll, they'll change out so quickly when I look at this kind of list right here, if I'm being honest with myself and how I am as a player, uh, I'll be able to complete maybe four, maybe five of these, which means I'm not getting my full value of my 60 coins. I'll probably only be able to get 30, which again, if we use a model of 30 times eight or seven or sorry, nine or eight, it's either 280 or uh, sorry, 270, basically 270, 240 coins I get. So I'm gonna be short every single time. They do have season-long challenges as well. I always like these; these are great to look into. So you get points for these as well. So th- uh, some wins in a Colosseum. Um, they are they're basically some of the, a lot of them are certain locations. Some of them are using specials. Some of them are actually uh, specific to uh, actual characters. So in this case, uh, earn five eliminations while buffed by Junker Queens. Come uh, commanding shout. Um, never saw coming. Damage a hero with a. Th- return flight of your knife as junker queen so there are some very specific ones as well so you can see some progress and actually to be honest for these i actually like finished six of these without even really really kind of like being deliberate about it i was just like oh i completed that great and i got xp for it which is fantastic there is a competitive side to it as well uh i don't play in the competitive ranked zone because i am not a good competitive ranked overwatch player i like playing overwatch for fun and enjoy it uh, but this is like I may jump in there for a couple, but like, listen, if I'm on your team and competitive, you're probably going to lose. All right? I'm just going to be real honest <laughs> with you. But we, but I also recognize that we have to, we have to recognize that there are various levels of players that come into Overwatch. We do understand that there are people who are brand new, uh, casual players. There are season players and then there are competitive players. And then there's kind of like the Overwatch League itself. Remember, Overwatch League is a esports competitive league that actually has teams and all this kind of stuff uh, as well. And you can actually, you know, brand your local teams colors on your characters here as well. They do a great job of that. But if you're competitive, that probably ain't for me. So a competitive player may have a very different opinion of all this as well. Then there are actual lifetime goals here as well that you can earn additional um Additional badges. Win uh, tw- uh strike, Commander Chase. Win twenty games as Sojourn, and you get a Canadian Maple Leaf. Uh, you bet your bottom dollar. Bet your bottom dollar, eh? That I am definitely going to be trying to get that as well. They also have hero challenges. Most challenges cannot be completed. Uh, there are no challenges yet available there. So overall, Overwatch Two and the Battle Pass, I'm happy with. I'm happy with Overwatch Two, and I think you should jump into it. There are some parts of it that I'm not super pleased with. Um, Blizzard and Activision have to kind of get their servers sorted out. They're getting better. and and I would say after the 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 Tuesday uh, incident and and people all jumping online and trying to create content, really this weekend or this last weekend is really when it began to open up. I can get into a game pretty easily now with no queue, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, Again, presuming the server works, because right now we're having an issue. Um, Now, what Overwatch or, or what the folks over at Activision Blizzard have done is that they have recognized that there are some challenges. So if you are an Overwatch player and you log in, I think, between like October 25th and December 4th, uh, you get a free skin, a free charm, and they are going to host double XP weekends to allow individuals the ability to catch up and complete their uh, battle pass as well. So I think that is fantastic. And then we're going back to, again, to the other component of it, which is the monetization. Uh, there is a shop. Now, remember, loot boxes are gone now from Overwatch. That does not exist, but there are shops. And you can actually see, of course, you can buy uh, bundles of, um, yeah, here, here's the Here's the blue steel bundle, right? For 1000 dollars you can get uh this skin. Right? Or you can jump into this bundle too. I was gonna say, a thousand dollars.
0: What the heck?
2: Yeah. Right. Uh, and some uh coin charms as well. Uh, now I have two thousand uh two thousand points here uh due to the fact that I bought the watch point pack, and so I got I got my my battle pass and I got 2,000 points. Those 2,000 points, I'm not going to spend them in the shop. I'm going to wait for them. I'm going to spend them on battle pass. Uh, that's how I'm going to end up doing it. And you can actually see here here is the battle passes if you want to jump in. So premium one which is what I have at season. Uh, this is season one is a thousand points and they can show you exactly uh, what you end up getting there. So you're very aware of. Um, I would totally buy a Zoolander. So premium battle or, or sorry, this is upgrading the premium battle pass. This is sorry, the normal battle. Yeah, There we go. So you can
1: So he's showing normal battle pass costs a thousand coins. There's a premium plus twenty bonus tiers for twenty two hundred. So I think that starts you at level twenty. What I think, so you don't, so you don't have to. In order, in order to get to eighty, you don't have to play as hard.
0: Right. I was just liking what Nemfrendo said about blue steel, like Zoolander. <laughs> I was like, I'd totally buy a Zoolander skin can
2: also pay premium where you pay an additional uh, a bit of coin and goes all the way to the 20 tiers not uncommon for people for that as an offering i believe it was actually apex when they came online when you bought there on nintendo switch and you bought their season when they came online with their battle pass you jumped ahead i think to like level 40 so you got everything from one to 40 as well whether that's what's going to happen to overwatch not 100 sure as well but this is the, the shop that you can go in there and spend money if you want to as well this is again their currency or, or their um monetization the shop here is where you can also buy skins for for leagues and which teams you represent and that kind of stuff so that is sort of how uh overwatch uh ends up working so let me finish this off by saying what are my thoughts or what are my final thoughts on overwatch uh i really enjoy overwatch uh, originally enjoyed overwatch continue to enjoy overwatch too i'm excited to jump into it and if i'm being very honest Overwatch 2 has actually pulled me away from Apex Legends. Um, I've always really, really enjoyed Overwatch. Uh, now, I will say that with a caveat to the right. What has happened by Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kodak, all of that kind of garbage, trash, don't like that at all. That's horrible. Um, but what I do know is there are a lot of hardworking individuals who have put time and energy into creating a game for people to play and enjoy. And I think they're excited for Overwatch to come to fruition. If you've never played Overwatch, I think now might be the time for you to jump in. And I know that I am super excited to play Overwatch 2 during my Extra Life stream coming up as well. Folks, that has been my breakdown of Overwatch, Overwatch 2. Let me know in the comments below. Do you agree with me? Disagree? Who is your favorite main? Who do you play as? Um, All of that. Um, And yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Hopefully you've enjoyed this breakdown of Overwatch. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: So that will be reposted on our YouTube channel. So if you do want to make a comment or have anything to say to Justin in regards to what he said here in the podcast, uh, or you want to see what he was showing off uh, again, it'll be reposted on YouTube for you guys to watch Um, after the, after we're done with the show, actually, probably more than likely I have to do the thumbnail for it. So um but did you have anything to add jesse i know you don't play this game and i and i haven't jumped into it either um yeah i have you know other than the high level of
1: you know how battle passes work i have i understand that because i've been you know i've watched my son play Fortnite for years and other games and uh but when i got down to the details i glazed over a bit
0: (laughs) i was gonna say that was uh justin's overwatch minute (laughs) where we go to sleep because we don't play the game (laughs) later on. Uh, Everybody else. You all exactly. So, (laughs) all right. Thanks to Justin for doing that and giving us his information. We'll actually have Justin back on again with another clip when we talk about what we've been playing, but for now we get to see Justin again, because he's going to do our ad break.
2: Hey folks, supporting Nintendo dads is brought to you today by gooder. Gooder believes you should look gooder. That's right. They have some amazing products that make you feel better every single day. Maybe they're like these amazing blue light blockers that I'm wearing today. I'm in front of screens all day, and let me tell you, my eyes are not sore by the end of it. Big thanks to Gooder because of these amazing blue blockers. Hey, I'm going to Extra Life. I'm going to be streaming for 25 hours. You want to guess what I'm going to have on my face? Shabam! Gooder glasses, because these are going to help my peepers feel fresh and ready. So while these other people, these other streamers, our nose are are kind of starting to fall asleep, their eyes are hurting. Oh, my eyes are hurting because I'm streaming for 25 hours for charity. Ow, ow, ow. I'm going to be like, boom, sucker, get some Gooder glasses and you'll be all right. And then when I take my Gooder glasses off and I walk outside in the fresh air breathing it in ah, kind of like wiping my eyes and bam the sun's in me shabam i'm gonna throw on my gooder sunglasses to bam. block out the sun right because these peepers may be keeping and in tip-top shape ladies and gentlemen so of course if you are like me and want to care for your peepers make sure you go over to gooder all right and make sure you now here's the deal a little bit of a change for gooder a little bit of a change all right Used to be the 15% off. They've had some challenges because of just some, just some, let me just say this. People sometimes aren't good. All right, let's just, I'm just gonna leave it at that. But here's what's going to happen going forward. All right. When you use our code, go over to gooder.com slash Nintendo or Nindad, sorry, gooder.com slash Nindads and get free shipping on your entire order free shipping on your entire order. The code again is NINDADS, N I N D A D S, for free shipping on your entire order when you head over to Gooder. So typing in com slash Nindads, n i n d a d s and shabam you're getting you're getting free shipping on your entire order. Big thanks to Gooder for their continued support. Now of course I'd be remiss if we're talking Bam. about fantastic companies that have been supporting us and helping us keep the lights on and pay the bills and uh, go to amazing events like Extra Life. I of course have to include Manscaped. Now Manscaped Manscaped they're they're ready for you. They're ready for the they're ready for the pumpkin spice latte season they're ready for the cool crispness in the air they're ready for the leaves falling off the trees fall is my absolute favorite time of the year i think for potentially it might also be manscaped because welcome to fresh ball fall it's the season of pumpkin spice and the making of your crotch look absolutely nice and that means sipping cider in a fresh breeze i do like my cider and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscape, a company here to make sure that your foliage, <laughs> good word there, foliage, isn't the only thing shedding its excessive leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows when it's time to to lose some excess clutter for fall. Join the over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going over to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you enter the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Now, of course, Manscaped has been helping Nintendo dads for for well over a year. We're so appreciative of it. But before, before they showed up and said, hey, do you like our products? We already like their products. We are already using them before they even came to us. Um, and I would encourage you to check out manscape.com Use that code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Uh, but by the way, some amazing products. They have got the two-in-one uh, body wash. They've got the shampoo. They've got the deodorant. And again, it falls in the air and winter is not too far. You need some chapstick. They've got some amazing chapstick as well. And it feels good. It smells good. It feels manly. Right? Uh, and uh, and, and they're just fantastic products. We have all been using Manscaped for well over the year that they've been supporting us. We've been using it before, we would highly recommend it. Big thanks to Gooder and Manscaped for their continued support of Nintendo Dads, allowing us to make our dreams come true. Hey folks, back to you.
0: Let's discuss like You know, something else we should discuss here is what you just brought up saying that you have to get into MTG Arena to practice for our upcoming event when we're gonna be in New York, which is we're actually gonna participate in Magic the Gathering event there at Extra Life. So you just you gotta refresh yourself on how to do this, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think it's been like eight
1: years 10 years since i last tried playing magic The gathering <laughs> maybe not that long but uh, it's been a while definitely pre-pandemic let's put it
0: that much well while while uh justin was doing the ad read i had to, i was looking around for a document i had from magic the gathering that tells you how to play uh a, a draft deck which i think we're doing right we're doing draft play yeah so and I thought it was very interesting because it's basically you get, um, you get, you know, a certain number of packs of cards. I think you get six boosters,
1: then you're able to add as much lands as you want. And you want to build, I think it's like a 40 card deck. Yep. Normally, normally can turn them and play. I think you play with a 60 card deck,
0: but uh, because it's draft, it's reduced. So it's here, solo- let me read. Let me read this to you some some notes that they provide that tells All you right. how to draft a, a a pre-release deck essentially or a deck excuse me a draft deck so if we're if we're doing a 40 card deck normally when you build a deck you're doing 60 cards but if we're doing the draft uh play they're saying you do build 40 cards so scale if need be but this is for this is based on a 40 card deck that you're going to build it says basically most successful decks are two colors and have exactly 40 cards. So 15 to 18 creatures. So try to include creatures with the evasion abilities like flying trample and menace. Yeah. I remember those five to eight other spells. Look for spells that destroy your opponent's creatures, make your own creatures stronger or deal damage to creatures or players. Yep. And then try varying mana cost of your cards to form a curve. Do you remember the mana curve? I remember the mana curve. That's
1: normally <laughs> what bite what bit me is I'd either <laughs> be mana dry or
0: mana flooded. <laughs> right. So, and they say have at least 17 lands. Yeah. And usually like the, you don't
1: pull your lands from your packs. They'll just have a supply yes, of lands so that you can pick as Pick whatever you need out of it.
0: Yep. And the mana cost is some. they're saying have zero to two cards with at least one mana, six to eight cards that have at least two mana and another six to eight with three, three to five cards for four, two to four cards with five and one to three cards with six plus mana. Yeah, so kind of bell curvy. Yes. So, Good tips there for all you magic gathering players out there from directly from wizards of the coast and for you, Jesse. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, all right. With uh, topics, we have quite a few topics, but we're going to save some for the next time when uh, Marty and Justin can join us. But uh, one of the, one of the things I wanted to bring up was uh, some questions for Jesse because I posted out there saying, Hey, it's just gonna be me and Jesse. So if you got any questions, let's hear them. First question I got for you, Jesse. You ready? You ready for all ready. those questions? Ready. <laughs> all right. First one uh, comes from our friend Bruce. And he says, When was the last time you had to blow into an NES cartridge? Oh, I think the harder question is
1: when was the last time I actually tried
0: to play one? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I should uh, say it should maybe we'll expand it out. when was the last time you had to blow into any cartridge.
1: Yeah, um, th- uh, what do you think? Yeah, uh, it, it's probably been 15 to 20 years. and uh, you know of course you know knowing not what I know now versus what I didn't know back then is you know, you know, actually blowing into a cartridge is over time is bad. You know, uh, yes. the proper way to to fix that type of problem with connectivity, if it's the cartridge, is you know to give it a the the pins a good cleaning. You know, take it out of the, take it out of the casing, give it a scrub down with some isopropyl uh, with with like a cotton swab and uh, let it dry and reassemble and put it back in. And if that doesn't fix it, then the problem is probably the pin readers in your system, which is also a common fail point in older NESs. But you can pick up a replacement 72-pin reader relatively easily. You just have to know how to disassemble and reassemble an NES, which I've never tried that. Right. Have you ever bought one of those cartridge cleaners? I had, I remember having one in the as a kid. I think I might have used it once or twice, but they were just kind of a pain to use. Of course, easier than actually disassembling the cartridge and cleaning <laughs> right. it properly, but for, you know, someone who didn't have the skills and and the, the parts to do that back then were harder to get a hold of. Right. Like those security screws that they used, you really couldn't you had to actually be a a repair shop to have get a hold of something tools. like that
0: yeah but now those tools are easy, easy. right <laughs> all right next question what have you learned about yourself through games uh, i and i've been, I mentioned this
1: a long time ago on the show probably i think before you joined but you know in the past i used to have anger issues
0: okay
1: and so you know through and that you know even outside of games that was a, that was a thing so you know through games i kind of learned you know where my tolerance is before i need to say i need to stop this now <laughs> before <laughs> things escalate beyond before where you I start want throwing monitors
0: <laughs> yeah well you get a little taste of uh just a tiny taste of it in a couple of the games you've had to play in the past and recorded. Yeah. So yeah. So I catch. I
1: I don't. I haven't. The few games I've rage quit. It's not throwing controllers through windows. Rage or right. You know. I <laughs> I catch myself way before it gets to that point. You're but it's like start, nope. Turn if it I start off. Getting, yeah. If I start
0: getting aggravated, I'll just nope out. Yep. It's like oh nope. Time to end the stream early. Bye. <laughs> Time to turn it off. All right. And then Friendo is asking, "How many controllers did you spike like a football?" <laughs> I, th- I think I have done that when I was a kid, but yeah. uh,
1: I, I haven't
0: done that in a long time. <laughs> All right, what is your what game is your comfort food game like? Marty likes to talk about his comfort food games, um, like Mega Man Two. What's yours? Do you have a comfort food game that you, you like know, to go to? Cross, <laughs> pretty Ross. pretty much. That okay. that that's that's my my. I need to, my,
1: my brain to slow down and relax type of game. And, you know, it's, it's pretty much, you know, for, for me, I, I normally don't have to think about it. It's just something I do. It's kind of like, it's like running through a computer program in my head of, of how I'm uh, running a routine to solve the puzzles. You know, I know people who think the same way I think and do not like Picross
0: for that reason, but that's the reason why I do like it. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. And I asked—I asked my wife actually, because she enjoys pickross too, and because you like it, and you're you're a programmer. Uh, I thought, you know, I asked her. I said, "Do you ever thought about coding? <laughs> you thought about programming, developing?" <laughs> have, have her check out eight
1: what seven billion humans, or oh or, yeah yeah, or or whatever the prequel game was to that. That's probably an easier game to start on. Okay. For uh, if you're if you like puzzle games and think you might have an interest in programming, that's a really basic way to see if you like that sort of thing or not. Because I love those games. Right. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the next game, Welcome to the Super Highway, to come out, and it, Welcome to the Information Super Highway, and there's, it's, they've been radio silent for like four years. Been busy. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, here's a trick question, not a trick question. Here's a tough question for you, Jesse. Which is your preferred franchise, Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest? I'd say
1: before Dragon Quest 6 or 6 and before. I mean, I mean Final Fantasy 6. But earlier Final Fantasies I like better than earlier Dragon Quests. Okay. But then starting with then it flips <laughs> okay you know uh, I, uh, the uh, like I I've never I haven't gotten far in seven hated eight haven't gotten far in a nine and then n- never finished ten eleven was an MMO I did finish twelve but then that was like a hundred hour game that summer and and Never finished 13, 14 is an MMO. No, I rage quit on the on the tutorial for fifteen. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, you know it, it, they basically play like a, an MMO, a single player MMO. That's why I don't okay. like Xenoblade games. It's the same type of control style. I okay. don't like that. Yeah, but you know dr- earlier earlier Dragon Quest games I didn't like because they were really hard. <laughs> they weren't balanced very well. And uh, I didn't have the patience for them. Uh, but you know, starting with like the DS remakes of four, five, and six, you know they those are rebalanced games, and uh, those pretty much every 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 mainline Dragon Quest game except for ten, which was an MMO, I've played through at least once.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. So you mentioned that the first six, at least, are. Or final fantasy games are your preferred uh if when it comes to that when you're talking about early games the final fantasy ones are your preferred between final fantasy and dq you mentioned before that i think it was final fantasy four that is your all-time favorite right six out of the six or is it six? six six is my favorite four is up there okay so i had it backwards all right so <laughs> six is your favorite. So why did I think four was, is it because of the music in the four or something? I don't know. The
1: music again, you asked about soundtracks before I have the soundtrack to both of these games. Okay. Uh, One of them physically imported CDs from Japan and the other one I got from iTunes.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. So why is six one of your all time favorite games? What, what makes, what makes that so special? The the one thing that
1: makes it, that jumps out at me is the opera house scene, which
0: is, that's what it was. The opera house. It is six. Okay.
1: Yeah. Which is about eight hours in out of a 30 to 35 hour game. So yeah, about a quarter of the way through it. That, that was the, uh, yeah. In fact. I want a contest. And I think I've mentioned it on the show before, uh, uh, back If, if you know, in, 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 in Fendo radio yes that, you know that was a show's i think zach was a host on with other vg tribune guys before i joined on the vg tribune okay, okay. So, <laughs> so that was my introduction to that group so they had a they had a contest where what's your favorite mu- music video game music track and why and i wrote this whole paper on why the opera house scene is my favorite scene of all time. And uh nice. I ended up winning. The so the prize was uh a copy of uh Wee
0: Music. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic.
1: So yeah, so that not a great prize in hindsight, but still it was it was it was a fun topic to talk about. <laughs> yeah, because that was you know that was I think ninety six 94, 96, Around then, it was, uh, I was I was a musician in high school and in college, so that was just around that that time, and uh,
0: it was it was just fun. <laughs> nice. So actually, Mecca asked while we're on the topic of what you brought up there for VG Tribune, what what was VG Tribune?
1: Oh, it was basically a, a web a news website uh run by I think alexa Santos started it and then gave it to will I forget his last name sorry if you're then <laughs> uh, then uh he he just got to the point where he couldn't continue maintaining the costs of it so he ended up shutting it down and we we originally used vG Tribune as our RSS feed when the show started and then had to move it around. Yeah, so it was. It, it just it wasn't any. It wasn't any console focused. We covered everything, you know, so yeah. PC, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, and then we had, you know, uh, Alexis started the podcast, and pretty much shifted to me to to, to host it, Roundtable. We did like 50 episodes over three years, so we were not consistent at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much what... So think of like a poor version of Polygon.
0: Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> That's a good description. All right. And uh, Ninfrendo asked, Jesse, did you ever build any games with Game Builder Garage? I never
1: did. I never got past... I, what what i did a live stream when i got the game that's all i give i never went back to it after that live stream i went through the first tutorial playing that game where you chase the other avatar and then i people started throwing game codes at me and uh, i started picking up and playing and then that's it i never went back
0: <laughs> all right and then uh, mecca also asked how you're able to play all these games? How do you have time to do this? How are you, what are you, how's your time I, management skills? He says, yes. Backlogs
1: is, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, I I, I I said this before, but I try to play one game and burn through it instead of bouncing games because that way it's it's easier. because like I can just put the system into sleep mode and then come back tomorrow and just continue from where it left off instead right. of having to, find a safe spot, shut it down, load the next game, play a little bit, find a safe spot, shut it down. So, yeah, you know, the 3DSs and DSs were nice because literally close the lid. Right. Sleep mode. You know, so I, I've, <laughs> I have uh, Dragon Quest Nine running on this system that you can't see. <laughs> yep.
0: As he just you know, literally it up, shows off, and closes the back up.
1: Literally in the middle of a fight. And then closed against uh, two goodie bags. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. So all these great questions. I got one more for you. Alrighty. Because Square Enix is listening, obviously, to our show every week. Obviously. Lead your case to Square Enix on why it should bring Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster to the Nintendo Switch. Because
1: long... You now RPG games are best played mobile. You know, you've people aren't don't have to dedicate themselves to a couch for a hundred hours to play through. Like that's why I'm looking forward to Persona Three, Persona Four coming, and Persona Five coming out on the Switch. You know, while I yeah, I still will play likely play most of them in front of a TV, but I have the option to pick it up and play it somewhere else. Where on the Xbox, I don't have that option, and. People will say, oh, but they're also on mobile. And my answer is touchscreen controls suck and they don't support controllers. <laughs> that is the bad way to play those games. So
0: put not it on the Switch.
1: We got the portability and you got the buttons.
0: Sold. <laughs> That's right. And you know, I'm not even going to read Mecha Dragon's response, his response about a stream deck. I'm going to ignore that. So, anyways. What uh, comment. I don't see anything. <laughs> what what's a stream deck i don't know all right oh, I, I said the wrong thing anyways it's a steam deck not a stream deck well <laughs> he said stream deck he said stream he deck said stream we're deck. reading what he said that's true we are it's steam Woo! deck. Woo! all right all right we'll save the other let's discuss this when the other gentlemen are on as well so we have a good round table of discussion let's move on to events all right, we already mentioned about Splatfest, uh the new Splatfest at the top of the news hour. <laughs> so, we'll talk about that next week to remind you guys of the latest Splatfest coming up in November. Next up, we also want to remind you we have Dinner Table coming up on October 21st. That'll be next Friday. Uh That's every third Friday of the month, we have our dinner table, and in order for you to join, you have to be a Patreon subscriber or a Twitch subscriber to join our Discord and be able to join in on the call that we do there, again, on October 21st at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you want to join in, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. A couple things that come to mind, I'm going to be asking people who join for feedback about how the Nintendo dads are doing. If there was anything we needed to change, let me know there. And or what would you like to see us do in the future? You know, just any kind of feedback. So come join us and give us feedback there. And we'll also be talking about all the normal things we talk about, such as TV shows, movies, and whatever else is going on in the news. I'm sure we'll be talking about the Mario movie uh, trailer. The She-Hawk, probably. The best fourth wall break I've ever seen. (laughs) <laughs> shush i haven't seen it yet so that's all i'll say that's all i'll say <laughs> all right so come join us and talk about all that and much much more and whatever else we talk about because we just we talk about spontaneous stuff also don't forget extra life game day is november 5th you can join our team you can hang out with us or you can if you join our team you can do game day your own day It doesn't have to be November 5th. We have all the way to the end of the year to raise money for extra life. So if you want to join our team or to donate us, go to our webpage at nintendodads.org and click on our extra life link in the upper right corner of the page. Or you can search for Nintendo dads, all one word on extra life. Uh, You'll find Nintendo dads 2022 is the team name. You can again, join us or donate to anybody on the team. Or finally, thanks to our friend John over at Nintendo Dads, or not Nintendo Dads, excuse me, Dads After Dark show, uh, he gave us a bit.ly link that you can use, so you can go to bit.ly slash extra life dads, all one word again, and go there, and it'll take you straight to our page. And those are our events, so let's move on to Jesse's Poke Minutes. Pika Pika Pikachu.
2: I hate you all.
1: Pokemon Go Halloween 2022 Part 1 brings Mega Banette and bucketfuls of candy bonuses. Mega Banette will be available from October 20th at 10am through October 27th at 10am, and Altered Form Garatina will be available through November 1st at 10am. There will be two paid timed research events with this event. For $1 USD, Ticket 1 grants access to timed research featuring encounters with Yamask and Galarian Yamask. For $5 USD, Ticket 2 grants access to timed research featuring increased candy bonuses, additional Halloween-themed tasks, and an avatar pose. Since these are timed research events, they must be completed before the end of the event. end of the event on november 1st at 10 a.m to receive all of the rewards there will also be a special research event that'll be free to all trainers with no time limit to compete assist professor willow and re with learning more about yamask and galarian yamask with a chance for galarian yamask to be shiny for the first time during both parts of the Halloween event, Pokestops and gyms will be decorated for the holiday. And finally, a remix of the Lavender Town music, which I was playing throughout this whole
0: skit, will be played nightly during the event. Awesome. And we also have a question during the Poké Minute for you. Is uh, You did not about, I guess, uh, Gym Leader, Pokémon, the new Gym Leader... Vtuber gym leader for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Do you know anything
1: about that? Uh, I don't think she's a Vtuber because that whole, that whole world is animated, that's just her. But yeah, it's Iono, she's annoying as hell. I hate her already.
0: <laughs> but wow, other people tell us how you really feel, Jesse. <laughs> but
1: other people love her for that same reason. It's basically a YouTuber, a high energy and uh, uh, and content creator. You know, as In one the as the electric world. as the electric gym leader. In fact, oh, it was okay. so. Like the Pokemon company kind of trolled us. They announced another announcement will be announced tomorrow. And what the announcement video was was basically an episode of her show. Oh wow! Literally, okay, it was yeah. It, it and she was i I find her annoying and really grating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, That's yeah, it, not it's not going to only... be your
0: favorite part of the game, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's interesting to see what they do with her. But so, her, the, the whole spiel was you're supposed to guess what her Pokemon partner is. And she gave some clues. And obviously, the answer is an unannounced Pokemon because how the hell are we supposed to know that? Right. Which she'll announce in her next episode, which
0: means we're gonna get more of Iono and we whether we want it or not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, and then Mecha Dragon has to go and do a little blow and say it's after your time, Jesse. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. All right. That's it for Pokemon. It's let's move on to what we've been playing. <laughs> Jesse, let's go ahead and play the uh, Justin video about what he's been playing.
1: All righty. Which button is it? This one?
2: Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, Justin Mason here with Nintendo Dad. Sorry I can't be here. I thought I would throw in a little bit of what I have been playing. Now, rightfully so, let me tell you this. I'll give you the short uh, version of what I have been playing. Overwatch 2, I absolutely love it. I'm glad the servers are now fixed sort of-ish online, but I'm enjoying every <laughs> moment of Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2 is actually taking over apex as my games online that i'm playing it's Fortnite. sorry apex you're moving down to number three overwatch 2 is sliding into the number two spot and i am absolutely loving my time with overwatch 2 as you probably heard earlier i have some issues with the battle pass i don't think they've done it completely right but overall i'm enjoying my experience which is exactly what i want uh what else have i been playing I've been playing Tunic. Here's my summary. I love Tunic. Tunic is fantastic. Tunic is most likely going to be my game of the year. I don't know that for sure, but I'm telling you where it sits right now. Oh, Tunic is probably going to be right up in that list. I'm absolutely loving it, having such a great time. As a matter of fact, I was on a flight recently returning back to Calgary and I had uh, turned. Uh, opened up Tunic. I'm in the airport playing while I'm waiting for the flight, got on the flight, started playing Tunic. I was playing Tunic for so long, that I like literally. The, there was a night flight. All the other lights were turned off in the cabin, right? Except for the glow of my screen as I'm playing Tunic <laughs> at twelve o'clock at night, and my eyes are burning. And I'm like, okay, I need to go to sleep, but I don't want to because I'm having such a good time. I love Tunic. Tunic. Need the glasses. Love playing Tunic. Right. Next one is Trifox. Uh, Trifox is brand new, just came out to the Nintendo Switch this week. We have a first look up on our YouTube channel as well. You can check that out. Trifox reminds me very similarly of Crash Bandicoot, actually. There are some great level designs in there, like early Crash Bandicoot, like probably Crash 1 or 2 in the PlayStation era. they have definitely kind of going for a little bit of an actual uh, pixelated look sort of associated with that as well. Um puzzles are great the controls are a little bit off and i know there's a patch coming out soon i hopefully that controls as well i feel like the loft is a little bit jumpy or a little bit lofty the jump is a bit lofty and the, the controls are a bit not quite as precise as i was is the loft and also the vision jumping? of the camera is sometimes a little bit challenging to understand <laughs> but i like the puzzles and it's a lot of fun as well uh what else have I been playing splatoon three when i jump in there yes yeah, you know i jump in for like two matches uh, liking it, it's great, uh, but I'm going to be honest, Overwatch 2 uh, has kind of really taken my taken my space <laughs> for it. Uh, hey, so, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I have been playing. Thanks for watching to Nintendo Dads. Back to whoever's going next. Go ahead, Jesse. You go ahead and talk about you, what you've been playing.
1: Okay, so I'll talk about the obvious ones first. I, I didn't get I didn't talk about Picross S8 last week I didn't get a lot, a lot of time in it. I got more time into it this week. I think I'm about two thirds through. I just have like like the back three or four pages of the picross and mega picross to go. And then so those those take because they get they're still fifteen by fifteen and they'll get to twenty by fifteen. And then I of the like the super big puzzles, I did two out of the five so far. So I did. I did the two thirty by thirties, and I have the forty by thirties to go. That'll those will take me probably close to an hour each. So I still have a lot of time left before these are done. Because, but I'm I'm liking it again. It's 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 my I have a ten minute break from work, but before my next call, let me do a puzzle or two. <laughs> nice. to wind down. I'm continuing Dragon Quest Nine. Um, got I. Last week, I said I am getting close to the end of the IGN walkthrough. I am now past their walkthrough. I don't know why they didn't
0: walk through the entire game, but they huh. just stopped. So I found a different walkthrough. Well, their walkthroughs are done sometimes not by who they pay. It's done by the community, and maybe maybe you just need to help them finish it. I
1: don't know, but their the last update was twenty. 20- 12 so 10 years ago oh wow okay and, and even then it was a three-year-old game so <laughs> wow. all right yeah so i do remember back in the day i would put i w- would contribute to uh a, one of the f- wikis yes like a fandom.com or whatever those were so now you could I do this have, at,
0: you can do it again
1: <laughs> yeah because you know back then when i was it was i was actually getting the Getting the quests and solving them, and they weren't in their database yet, so I would submit the articles. It was actually kind of a interesting. It was, it was like this was pre VG Tribune, so it was like the first taste of video game writing that I nice. had. Anyway, so I got to the point where this boss is hard, and looking up, for, looking for tips, and the solution seems to be grind more levels until you your healer has multi heal to heal more than one party member at at a time and or change jobs which still requires me to grind levels up because all my other jobs are at level one (laughs) so i'm like okay so i'm i'm either you know probably close to done with that it might be my airplane game just because there's nothing else to do depending on what else is going on but uh yeah, I I got some grinding I need to do before I can advance. But based on the the second walkthrough I found, it looks like I'm like eighty five percent done with the game. There's only like two or three major story beats after this one's done, before I'm in post game. Of course, post game is where most of the major con most of the content is. It's just finished. <laughs> the 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 you know that that finishes up the main story. Okay. Yesterday, Pilot Wing sixty four was added. I tried uh, to play Pilot it. Halloween 64 and... is a thing. <laughs> yeah. I. Oh, he says that because I put a question mark in the uh, in my notes. Not because I didn't know it was a thing. It's because did I really play it? <laughs> Cause right. I, I did the hang glider one first. I actually made a small video, put it on Twitter, where I crashed Rolled, 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 and stopped. But I ended up in the bullseye, so I'm like, I'm, I'm I'll accept this as a victory, even though the game didn't. <laughs> I right. have no idea how to stop. And then I tried the, the jetpack once, yeah, hard burn. So I'm like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'll, so I shut it down and went back to Picross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the game I'm not. I'm not too happy with. I I put up a video Monday morning on this game when the embargo was opened up for Atari Mania. This is Atari's big celebration of their 50th anniversary. So supposed to, it, was, it was touted as a game that, you know, just, you know, celebrate their history. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't really dig much into this game. So... Game opens up kind of in an in action adventure type of thing where you're in this, you know, you look like an old Atari 2600 sprite running around a r- really blocky world. You're like you're, I think it's, I think it is a museum. And, uh, you're seeing things about various older games. And then. Something happens, like it creates a vortex in the hole in the floor, and I get sucked in along with three games. I think it's Millipede. Um, I don't even remember them anymore because I did the record of this two weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, basically, what what the game turns into is a WarioWare like micro game mix. Of the, like NES remix where they took games and shuffled them around. Yeah. That's what they did with old Atari games. Oh, interesting. And you're told yet you, to, you have ten mini games to play, you've got five lives. If you pass the, the whatever challenge they want you to do, you say it says, okay, good, go on to the next one. If you fail, it gives you a a tick, but you still advance to the next one. So I'm thinking, okay, so if I can get to say the seventh one with all my lives left, I should be able to just be able to get to the end and finish it and continue on with the game. No, the game doesn't let me do that. If I don't beat the tenth one, I go back to the eighth to the ninth one, and I have to do it again before going back to the tenth one. Okay. So you have to beat that last one. Mm. And the controls are not consistent. Like early on, you move slow and it's easier to control. But then similar to WarioWare, they've got these speed up sections where the gameplay up is faster. Okay. But this happens multiple times throughout the 10 minigames. games. But every time it does it, then your speed also increases. Hmm. So the same little tap of the joystick moves you significantly farther. And it's by the time you get to the tenth level, I have I can't control myself where I want to go. There's many little death traps from you have to go from left side of the screen to the right and then back to the little left again with all these traps in the middle. Hmm. And I must have done it. Twenty times, and never cleared it. And that's a bummer. So I said, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> that was it. I saw they patched the quit. I saw I saw <laughs> that they patched the game last week. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, did they tune this?" No, nope. same problem.
0: Mm.
1: Then another patch came out today. I don't know what they did. I've already given up on it. It uh, it sounds promising, just. You know, because I like the premise. It's just executed poorly. Hmm. Is that on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. That that came out Monday morning, and so yeah, my 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 recommendation was: don't play this game unless you like this type of thing. Because I don't.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and watch out for those updates that they have. Make sure that they fixed all their problems. Yeah. Okay. Then the last game I want
1: to talk about I played on Xbox. Because it's on Game Pass, but it is on the Switch. It's tiny kin. Yeah, I've heard about this Pikmin like game. Yeah, I think it was, it was. I don't remember if it was fifteen or twenty five dollars. I looked it up and forgot. But there is a demo. That uh, uh, yeah, it, it is very Pik- Pikmin like. It's actually Pikmin light. It's very simple. The concept of it is a lot very very simple. Okay, I think Justin talked about this a few weeks ago. But yeah, the, I think you have up to five different colors of the, the of the tiny kin. You don't choose which color to throw; it kind of context based on what you're throwing it at will just automatically throw the right one that that you need. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. So then, you know each color has a specific use. Only one of them right. will, will actually pick up items and move them around unlike Pikmin where they all can do that. Some can do it better than others, but this one, only the pink ones can lift stuff up, which is really frustrating when I've got, you know, 15 pinks, 40 reds, 30 blues, and this thing needs 20 to move, but the reds and the blues aren't going to help me. I need more pinks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right, But yeah, it, 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 it's it's fun. the 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 levels are really dense. They're small, relatively speaking, but they're packed with things to do and find. Okay. Um, it, it, at first it looks like overwhelming, but once you understand how they design levels out, there's usually a path that is formed by the objects by the plants. so, yeah, so you are someone from off world who lands on a planet. Which happens to be Earth, but you know, again, you are you, you are this small because you are in your your interaction with the world is with ants and beetles and other bugs. You you talk to them, and you're in a human house with you know. You start up one of the rooms as a bathroom. One of the rooms is a kitchen. I'm just starting the kitchen level right now, and. I don't remember the the guy's name, but apparently the bugs worships worships the human as a deity, <laughs> even though they've never seen him. Okay. I don't know if even he, if he's even still around, or this is I don't know how long this has been going on. Right. I don't know if that's something that'll be revealed later on, but ultimately there's six in order to rebuild a ship for you to to leave the house and hopefully get back. You know, to where you came from, you need six items. Each item comes from a different room of the house, and uh, I have four out of the six right now. It says I've been playing it for under six hours. It seems like longer than that, so I don't know how accurate the uh, the timer is.
0: <laughs> hmm. It's interesting, but so but, it's like it's like Pikmin, but it's Honey I Shrunk the Kids.
2: <laughs>
0: Honey, yeah. I shrunk the kid so. yeah. and then the uh
1: your traversal from room to room like you have a hub area and then when you actually enter in the the zone that you want to be in it's you go through the air ducts so okay. it gives this illusion that you are in one large house right you know going through very small I'm so tempted pads.
0: to try this one out. But again, I'm trying to focus on... I'm trying to do the Jesse way of playing games. I'm trying to finish the game I've got going first before I pick up another one. I'm trying, but it's kind of feeling. But anyways. <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, it's one of those games... If, if you like Pikmin, give this one a try. If you have an Xbox it's, and you have Game Pass, it's all uh, you're already
0: paid for it. Right. And That's it is, why I was maybe thinking about trying it out.
1: on Game Pass. Yeah. You know, me. I'm looking it up on the switch. How much it costs? It it's twenty five dollars on the switch, and there is a demo. You can get, give that a try. Cool.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll try that. I don't know. Uh, it sounds interesting. Sounds really cool, especially being in a in a house and you know, doing that kind of stuff. I've always liked those type of things. Where even like racing games, like where you're in a. Uh, like tiny racing or like or even hot wheels. Like Hot Wheels, you're in a house, you know. So yeah. oh, one thing I found is they kind of flipped the script a bit over Pikmin, where
1: you know, in Pikmin you can go in water. The blue Pikmin can go in water, but no, none of the others can. Okay. Here, all, all of the tiny can basically float around. So water doesn't bother them. Water bothers you. You cannot go into water. Okay. If there's any if there's any standing water on the ground. Okay. If it's like a thin layer, you have a few seconds to get try to get out of the water. In fact, you get an achievement for going into the water and then going out without dying. But eventually, <laughs> if you're in the water long enough, you will explode. Wow. But if you're in an area that's deep water, say like a filled sink or a bathtub, you, you it's instant death if you hit it. <laughs> All righty then. But you respawn. Immediately where you were, so you you lose no coverage. So it's it's like it's it's there's no penalty for dying. Cool. And long fall, long falls will kill you. they are there it, you can still survive a long distance fall, but a you know in like a a six foot fall, you're not going to survive that. You'll you'll splat and just
0: respawn back where you started. (laughs) Splat. sounds like a good game for all ages. Is that a correct assumption? I think some of
1: the topics might be confusing for some kids. It's, you know, it does get into a lot of some political and religious oh. themes. All right then, but but you know, nothing horrible. You know, nothing. Okay. You know, if you know, just it may it may, it may be question provoking. If you're playing, <laughs> if the kids are paying attention, to if they even plans. care about what they're saying, <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, well, well, yeah, why why are they saying this about this guy they've never met? All
0: right, cool. Is that it, Jesse? Is that all the games nah, you're playing? That that's my list. All right. Cool. I will be, well, we'll see. I won't say I'll be quick because I end up starting talking about games I've been playing. So these are games that I've all been playing that you guys heard me talk about, but I got new observations about these games. And then one new game, one new game is NHL 23. That is a new game that dropped today and it's freaking awesome. So I have not played an NHL EA sports NHL game in a long time other than when I bought uh, Rewind, uh, with uh, for what version it came with, but I didn't play the whichever NHL nineteen or twenty one or whatever version that was that came that had the NHL ninety four Rewind. I just kept playing NHL ninety four Rewind. But playing NHL twenty three was pretty sweet because not only can you you're playing hockey and you know you can play full-blown franchise mode and all of this normal EA sports stuff that you get with an NHL hockey game. But something that I'm not familiar with, because I don't, I don't buy these games every year, um, just like Madden 23 blew me away. And some people are complaining that it's not any different from 2022. For me, it's all different. Because the last Madden game I bought was Madden 13. So it's yeah. like 10 years later, That'll everything is pretty freaking sweet. So it's the same thing with NHL 23, but what I really liked about it was that you can play uh, you can do the full blown franchise mode. You can do the full blown, you know, simulation side of things, or I can do five on five where, you know, I don't have to worry about any switching of players and all that kind of stuff. I can just do, you know, almost regular hockey. uh, But just, it's just five on five, just straightforward. And, and quick two-minute, three-minute matches. And, you know, uh, the controls were very simple for me to pick up and grasp because I was able to um, easily pass the puck if I needed to concentrate on uh, that or or hitting people, which was my favorite thing to do, was check them into the boards or whatever. I didn't have to worry about the goalie. The goalie was playing according to the rated way they're supposed to play. So it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Another way I was able to play was I was able to create a player and I forget which mode this is called. Um, cause I didn't play it for very long, but it's a mode where I can create a player and play uh, as part and focus on one player as, as me in that position in a three on three environment, uh, on like a pond or something, you know, it's not even, or or it could have been a regular rink, but anyways, it was like just three on three hockey. And I was concentrating on me as a player. I couldn't switch to another player. I was picking how my player would play after I created it too. And the way you go through, you go through a long process of creating your player, whether it be you or whatever, uh, I created it as if I was playing and how i would like to play and that was a um i have to look at what i i took a snapshot of it real quick but it was a defensive man a certain type of defensive man because then that way i could concentrate on you know passing the puck and playing defense and checking <laughs> checking people into the <laughs> boards because that's my favorite the most part important of, part of the game right so i was just having a blast with it so um it that and that's that's the goal for me when I play games is am I having fun with it now have I played other players yet no but you can play online and I'm afraid to because I'm not that good at it I just picked it up so and I'm sure there's highly competitive people out there to play um but who knows if I keep keep at it I don't know but right now I'll probably play as much as I play Madden every now and then I pick up a Madden game just play a quick game and that's fun for me I just Um, and i'm rolling with it and i just liked all the options that i saw in nhl 23 so if you like the sound of those things i highly recommend it i was playing it on my playstation but you can get it probably everywhere except for the switch unfortunately (laughs) but uh it was a lot of fun Uh, i've been continuing to play four tales that's again that uh game of a car based narrative journey essentially and um What I'd like to say about that game that I've learned while playing more of it, it is a better way of explaining it. I think because I've been having a hard time trying to explain this game other than it being card based battle story narrative type game where not only do you use the cards to battle other creatures, but you use the cards for as items you use the cards to tell the story. But what I would like to say is, is not only do you do those things, the story is the main part. And that's why it says that's why the game says it's a narrative journey. And the best way I could put it is, is that it's a, um, if you've ever liked those choose your own adventure books, this is how this game is laid out, essentially. Because as the part I kept getting confused about is the story like where is everything going what's happening in the games and this might be what was frustrating you jesse is it's like you couldn't tell what was going you know where were you going with this so besides the mechanics besides uh just trying to play the game um but like i said using your cards it's not just using cards to battle other cards it's using like i said the cards as items using the cards that for characters to help you move through the path that you have to go in the story and progress through the story. But also when you get through each region of the story, there's an overworld where you have to pick where you're going to go in the story because of your visions, your character's visions of trying to prevent the end of this world that you're in. So depending on the actions you choose throughout that overworld the ch- whatever next part of the story you want to take and whatever choices you make in that story will help dictate your, the next path. Then ne- the part that I don't know yet, and I'm still finding out because I'm getting closer to the end is if it's something like uh, the game, uh, which one did we, is it world? The world ends with you or we yeah. or- uh, where. You go through one path and spoiler alert. If you want to play that game, I don't want to ruin it for you. So maybe fast forward a couple minutes here, but world ends with you. You get through one path and then it stops and makes you go back and pick the routes. You didn't go. Or, right. It's Am I world, picking the right game? Is it not the world World end club? club? World's end club. That's yeah. what it was not world end with you. That was a different game. That's world different game. end club was where you went through one path. You ended up in a spot where you probably would be better off going another route in your story path. And you go that other route in the story path. I'm wondering if this game is going to do that. Cause there's just so many just variables going yeah. on here. Yeah. It's
1: like, I didn't mention it last week. Beacon pines just does a little bit of that as well. I think Marty okay. did mention it. Okay, but I didn't th- but I so I, I skipped over that, but yeah, there's you have,
0: there's a lot of back and forth going on between two different story paths, yeah, I see, I don't know if I do that yet, but the way that it's been that I've been noticing is is that these choices are making me go one path, but something else, I don't know if it was something I read somewhere because I was just trying to get a grasp of what was going on here. I've been enjoying it. don't get me wrong. I've been enjoying the story, the story has been leading me to keep going in this game it's just that I wasn't sure what was happening with the overarching story here. Like I, I get to choose my own path, but do I get to go back and play a path I didn't go And according to what I've read, I guess, I think that's where I got it from is that, yes, I'll be able to go back, but is it something just a replay type thing? After I beat it, I can go back and do it again. Or is it part of the story? Like I mentioned, like world's end club is where you go to get to the end, you get to a certain point point. And then you get the choice of going back and going a different path. So that's the stuff that I like in these type of games that we've been playing lately. Jesse is just the the these oddball different things that you don't normally see in a game. So and that's what I've been. That's what and where they turn me.
1: game me- mechanics like that into part of the
0: story. Yes, and that's what I'm hoping to see. But we'll see. Four Tales is keeping me going, and that's what I've been mainly playing until I got to this next game which is Lego brick tales. Uh again, four tails. I have a video of, and I'm probably going to, if I keep going where I'm going, I'll probably do a uh, review of that. If I, if I beat four tails, I'll do a review video Lego brick tales, I also have a video out, but I, was, I called it part one. I had to go back and put a part one tag on it because I learned so much more when playing more of brick Bricktails that I'm going to do a part two of a first look of this because part one, I did I finished the tutorial and then did the first look of the first, um, first so few second, second look. Yeah. <laughs> in the, in the part one, I do, I talk about the tutorial and then I talk about what I've learned up to that point of the game and what I'm doing in the first jungle board uh, world in that game. After I did the video, Uh, and through the rest of the week, I've been playing more brick tails, more of that jungle level. And what I found out more, there's more to this game than what I indicated in my first look at the game. And that's why we do first looks anyways. This is kind of give a taste of it. Hopefully give you guys an idea of what maybe if you're interested of beyond what's being shown in videos or whatever, what you might be interested in or what you want to know about this game in order to pick it up. So that's why I want to do a part two. Lego Brick Tales, there's a lot more to it. Not only is it just going in and playing with Legos, essentially, uh, and you have to, it's like a puzzle builder. And I mentioned this in the video. It's kind of like those bridge construction games in a way where you have to go in and kind of, you know, think of a way to construct the bridge in order to get your people or vehicles or whatever across. Mm-hmm. Brick Tales has elements like that where you have to build something to solve this puzzle to get your character to the next point in this story. You're basically helping your grandfather um, rebuild his amusement park, which is also built of Legos. Everything's built of Legos. This is all built Lego bricks, right? So uh, you're helping him rebuild his amusement park. Why are you helping him rebuild his amusement park? Because he was inventing a uh, portal to get you to other places in in time and space or whatever so there's a there's all kinds of stuff going on again another thing where it's like all these stories going on but there's puzzle elements to it where you have to build you get a certain you, first you get a certain set of bricks and your objective is use those bricks to complete this puzzle to move to the next part of the story for example I think one of the things I was showing in the video was I was, I had to build, um, a sturdy, I had to build a support to the, uh, um, platform that this person was trapped on in the jungle. Cause a plane crash landed there. Three people were on it and they were spreader. They had safely got out of their plane with parachutes and landed in precarious places in this jungle. Uh, So one of the places was on a platform in a tree and I had to build support system to hold that platform to hold two people so I could go rescue that person. So they give you a certain set of Legos to do that. And then once you do that, you get to that person, it continues the story, but then you unlock that particular puzzle in a sandbox mode where you can then add more elements to it. So for example, there was another... Part of the jungle scene where I had to build a bridge to get to the next person that I had to save. So I built the bridge and then it opens it up in the sandbox. And it says, in this as a task in the sandbox, that what I could do is use any, I can, it opens it up to where I have all available pieces in the game that I've unlocked so far. And I can add more to that bridge. I could, you know, add a canopy to it or add torches to it or whatever, you know, whatever pieces, Lego pieces I get, I can pretty up the game, you know, kind of be creative. So what I found interesting was, is before you get to the sandbox part, yes, they give you, you know, certain bricks to build the bridge, but you don't use all of them or, or build a staircase or build a support or build a um, helicopter to fly up from one point on in the jungle to the high, high point in the jungle, but you're given certain bricks that you build it the way you want to build it. And then you can test it out by having your little robot companion that's there to help you test it out and make sure, is it balanced? Does it fly? Will it crash before you actually use it in the game, which is really cool because you can build it any way you want, like the helicopter I could build. You know, I don't know if
1: I'd like games like that.
0: <laughs> it's almost I'm not that creative. It's I, I don't think I am either, but it's like using it's using, you know, engineering and physics and and kind of those things to where yeah, I may not be creative enough to make that helicopter look pretty sweet, but I made it functional. <laughs> I made it work, and I made it move from one point to the other point without crashing. So, like which is really cool. Space
1: program, really simple version of it,
0: right? So, <laughs> so for me, I like the puzzle elements, the sandbox parts, maybe not so much because, like you said, for me, I'm not that creative maybe later on I might play around and be try to be a the Lego master brick builder, but not right now. I'm just trying to, I want to get through the story. I'm having fun with the puzzles, trying to solve them the best way I can with putting these bricks together to, you know, build a bridge or build this or that. It it's, I re, I think it's really cool. So, and what I found that I wanted to share more of was that there it's not just those elements either that I didn't show in the first video, the part one, and, and the reason why I want to do a part two is because playing this, there's actually things you can do with the the uh, diorama you're in. So, like I'm in an, each Lego thing is built as a diorama. So I'm in the jungle diorama. So while in there, it's almost like a Captain uh, Toad game where you oh. can, <laughs> you know you can walk around. It's uh, what is that uh, that the isometric. Uh, view of the of that of that place, and certain times—not all the time, but certain times—you can move it around and look around that diorama. But not uh, it's not as flexible as say Captain Toad was, where you can do it any time, at least at least not from what I can tell so far. But there are secret things you can get to within the diorama that you see that it's like, oh, how do I get to that? And then there's definitely replay because. The story element, I had to get to those three people that crash landed in the jungle. I got to them. I also found the piece that I need to uh, help repair my grandpa's amusement park when I returned from the jungle. Uh, so, But after I did that and I returned it immediately, there were still elements of that jungle thing that I know I didn't get to. So I know I want to go back and get to because... There are collectibles in each of those areas, each of those dioramas. So you can collect bananas. The bananas are currency. That's how you unlock more things to update your character. They aren't in six different colors, are they? Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's actually different color pieces you can collect too. So with bananas, you actually would get the bananas and then buy the, buy the pieces you need uh, and you can also get uh things to, up to um uh, customize your character so right now i've got i got uh try to look the character like me except i put an eye patch on myself because that eye patches are cool <laughs> 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 but yeah bricktails i've been having a lot of fun with i've been seeing more and more in this game, what's available. I think Thunderful Games did a great job on it. There's probably even more that I'll find out about it. And I'll probably do another video, like part three or whatever. But part two, I definitely want to show off what I've learned about the game uh, between the unlockables you find, the collectibles you can collect, and then all of the, the, the uh, replayability for going back in, just completing and finding everything in that area. Um, so check it out. Um look out for the part two video, check out my part one, and also check out their video on it too. In fact, uh Dan mentioned something about it in Twitter, uh, Dan from Retrologic, and he said that he was surprised that this game came out and he hadn't seen any advertisements for it. And he said it looked cool. And I and I came back and was like, It is cool, <laughs> you should check it out. So, by all means go check it out. But that's what I've been playing, that's when it's been taking up my time and why I have not picked up I mentioned this in uh pre-show near autonoma automa, uh, automa. Oh, what is how's it near automa, uh, I can't automata uh automa. <laughs> that that game I think uh Marty's been playing that one but that one I've been wanting to play it's a hack and sat slash I wanted to pick up no man's sky for the switch because I've been I wanted to check that out and play that um but I haven't because these games have been keeping me occupied so That's what I've been playing. Let's move on to the community spotlight. (laughs) Sorry, I just noticed Evisel asked if Zelda was still crying. Come on, Evisel, you should know by now. I've completed uh, Breath of the Wild. I did that a long time ago. Where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so and let's see telltale game is that uh oh is it was he asking that about the brick tales? no no
1: i think that came up when you were talking about uh the car tales. okay yeah. yeah
0: nope none of these games are telltale games so oh ebicell says he's here giving me grief <laughs> so no i did not play uh mecha dragon i did not play any more ginge impact lately Uh, Like I said, these two games have been taking up my time. I do need to get back into there because I've been trying to get up to level 16. I'm only at level 10 in Genshin Impact. And it seems like it's going to, you know, when I jump into it for a couple hours, I get at least one level. So, but a couple hours is one day unless I spend all Saturday or something. (laughs) It It takes a lot to get levels in that game. But by the way, shout out to our community, people who stopped by in our um, uh, Twitch today. We we couldn't get YouTube going today because Restream was down. But thankfully, we were able to get the show out live on Twitch. And shout out to, let's see, we got Commander Root out there, Gamer Night 45 Mechadragon101, Third Strongest Mole in the house, and Ouija77. Thank you all for stopping by and anybody else who's been stopped by for a moment and left. uh, Thank you for stopping by and checking us out. So uh, other things in our gamer spotlight, let's talk about our family of podcasts. Don't forget. We have several other podcasts out there that you can go listen to that talk about various things, not just us here in Nintendo or Nintendo dad. So uh, we got our game pass news. That's Nick and Sean. They go over, the week's Xbox news and gay pass releases uh, that drops every Saturday. Go check them out. You have dads after dark show. So after the kids are in bed and the wife is distracted, John and drew get together and talk about (laughs) video games and dad stuff. We can't talk about here on our family friendly show. So even though Justin tries every now and then, you know, and Jesse has to, you know, do the snap, but Uh, their their show drops every Monday night with an occasional episode in between. There it is. There it is. And then we have RetroLogic shows. They have their own family of episodes over there, a whole family of podcasts over there. Not only do they have RetroLogic, where Dan, John, and Sam cover all retro gaming, John over there, he does On Topic Retro, which talks in depth about specific retro games. And every now and then he'll have a guest or guests on to talk about that with him. There's also Retro Groove, which Adam and Liam do over there to talk about the music and all generations and types. And then most recently, they had their Film Logic podcast join their family podcast where you have Mike and uh, Solo Something over there talking about films. So, And Solo Something, if you all don't know, he is one of our executive producers over there. So thanks again, Solo Something. All right, so don't forget to go to nintendodads.org to see all of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts via the Spotify feeds we had posted there or go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe. You can also find all of them on Twitter, Twitch, and or YouTube. Give them all a follow, please. They'd be greatly, greatly grateful for that. (laughs) They also run contests over there. Like right now, Dads After Dark Show is running the Monthly Mayhem. From October 10th to November 1st, they're looking for hashtag Halloween Mayhem where you can submit Halloween themed photos, videos, or written story and submit entries via Twitter or Discord. That's our Discord via the NDADS After Dark uh, channel. Uh, and then make sure you use the at hollow, or excuse me, hashtag Halloween mayhem uh, when you're doing it on Twitter. And then the submission will be judged by Drew and John on the following. Spookiness, creativity, and Nintendo. So make sure you do that. And then, of course, first place gets $15 eShop credit. Or And then there's a lottery for everybody else where you get $10. And by the way, you can only submit up to two submissions. So that's the monthly mayhem for this month and then we also have game pass news who does achievement hunters and their latest one is for death loop where you have to submit by october 21st and their details are posted on twitter so go check it out there follow game pass news to get all their Achievement have hunter posts there or go check it out on their achievement hunters page in our discord so keep an eye on that and also listen to their show they always talk about details there so you can win a $15 Xbox gift card there as well if you get their if you get their achievement hunter. All right, moving on down the list here, we have a couple of community questions, well one actually because the other one's still for Justin and Marty once they return. But we do have one. On behalf of Mecca, Ebisell submits a question. If you had a cutie mark, what would it be if it was a video game re- if it was video game related and what would it be if it could be anything? It,
1: when you know, for those who don't know what cutie mark are, they're related to My Little Pony. They're the little symbol on the uh, on their flank, which, um, when when the show was was active, my daughter you know would drew a lot of pony art, and our our youngest one, and she drew an OC character for me, and the, the cutie mark was. Uh, a radical symbol for like square root from, from math notation okay <laughs> Nice. and uh, I, I, I I think the name of it was just, was cube root
0: was the name of the character <laughs> <laughs> nice mine would probably be a number 33 on for sure there'd be a number 33 in there that's you know 33, 33 means a lot to me so it's not just a favorite number so it'd probably be somewhere in that cluster of items. Uh what else would I have in there? Um probably um a matrix from Transformers, you know, for
1: oh yeah, the leadership, leadership the leadership. The matrix of leadership. The matrix of leadership, yep.
0: So I'd probably have that in there. Um I don't know. And my colors would have to be probably revolve around the movie, the matrix, you know, some greens and black or maybe red and black. I don't know. Some, something around there. And maybe, maybe the Nintendo dad symbol would be in there too. This one right here on my hat <laughs> the mushroom with the mustache and the tie and the headphones. So, but yeah, definitely number 33 there. And my, my uh pony would be wearing a hat. <laughs> yep. Sure. So. <laughs> and episode says Tim likes 33 because of naked gun 33 and one third. <laughs> that is totally it right there. All right. So great question. And that's because we had to answer that because it's in honor of my little pony turning 12 this year. Is it only 12? It can't be 12. You mean my no, little pony, the, the uh the, the friendship. Gen, I think the gen four. Yeah. Gen four of one. Okay. It's 12. Yeah. Cause I think my little Pony's older than that. It's from the eighties. <laughs> right. So, all right. But yeah. So to be clear, it's from that generation of my little pony. All right. So happy anniversary, my little pony friendship is magic. It's 12. There it is. Okay. All right. And, um, uh, actually Mecha dragon Mecha dragon. Are you celebrating it by playing my little pony on the Nintendo Switch. That's that's what we want to know. Are you celebrating?
1: <laughs> I think that game is based on the Gen 5. Okay. Which is still relatively new.
0: Whatever. Are you celebrating one way or another? <laughs> oh no, I know I celebrate. He's he's going to celebrate by going to another convention and handing out uh Chocolate Tacos. Taco tacos, yes <laughs> that's right another TrotCon, sure all right he says thank he's gonna buy
1: he says he's gonna buy that MLP game he hasn't bought it yet okay
0: thank you to everybody for stopping by again and thank you for everybody in our community for always being there and submitting questions and keeping us all entertained and hopefully we keep you entertained as well but with that that ends our episode and that ends episode 396 on. October 13th, 2022. So thanks to all of our subscribers on YouTube for all 6,000 over 6,500. Actually, I believe we have now, I believe we broke the 6,500 Mark. If I remember correctly. Uh, And thanks to over 1300 followers and 19 Twitch subscribers, Thank you for following us there, and if you're subscribing to us, you get access to our Discord community. So if you didn't know that, and you want to come join us over there, and you're having a hard time getting in there, reach out to me at Neil Prime thirty three in the Discord, and I'll help you out. Don't forget, you can get twenty percent off your Manscaped order with or free shipping with codes Nindads. You can also go to Gooder as G O O D R dot slash Nindads. To get free shipping on any of your items that you get from gooder.com. So remember those codes whenever you're doing your gift shopping. Don't forget to check out our merch store via nintendodads.org/slash merch, where you can go there and get our latest shirts, which celebrates our 400 episodes, which we'll be celebrating at the beginning of November. Also, celebrates the fact that we'll be doing Extra Life together for the first time live in person. And we'll be doing it in New York. So don't forget about that in November 5th. Also, don't forget if you're in New York at that time, come check us. Come see us live and in person, too. We'd love for you to hang out if you live in that area. All right. Huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, Alexander Ocampo, RJ Kern, and Chad Benoist check out our website again nintendodads.org where not only do you get to our merch stuff but we have our youtube videos tweets and podcasts over there we have all our social media links all of our extra life links our shops and our merchant over there you can also so all those different social media stuff you can link there or you can find us on all those social medias by looking for nintendo dads or you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com Or call and leave a voicemail. We love voicemails. We're old-fashioned. So give us a call, 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. And don't forget, you can download our show on any of your podcast app of choice. And when you do, if they have a review system, please leave us a score or a review to help make us more popular on that podcast app of choice like an apple you know give us a give us five stars if anything less give it to the mega dads like we always say they they like four stars they're fine anyways for me for jesse for justin and marty this is the nintendo dads signing off check you later
2: Sending into Nintendo ads. If this is your jam, you are screwed up. <laughs> Nintendo dad's